Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For over two decades, Rabino and Langwell Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. And hello again. Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Each week, we bring in one of the guys, Sam Lang, Ryan Marston, John Conley, and get their unique approach and their unique take on what's going on out there. And more importantly, when people come in and start talking about the retirement, what are they asking? What are their questions? And we bring those up here on the show. Sam Lang is with us today. Sam, how are you doing today? Always great. Always great to be in studio. Excited to uh, talk to you and talk to our listeners. Well, there's always a lot to talk about. That is for, for sure. sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, this has been an interesting, I mean, year, six months, seven months, eight months worth. I mean, we had a very down market for six months, and then July kind of made a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, so we've had a great five weeks or so. It's yeah. been nice. People yeah. have been, been a little more confident on where we're going. And that inflation number actually came down a little bit, Sam. That's good news. Slightly good news. It's still pretty high, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's true. But, it's you know, true. I went to the gas station the other day, and I actually saw for the first time, maybe I paid attention a little bit more, <laughs> that regular gas was under $4 here there you in go. the greater Boston area. Yeah. So, yep. So good, good news good there. News. And uh, we've been going to the grocery store, and my wife swears that grocery prices have gone down. I don't agree with her, but <laughs> they, she swears they've come down just a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've been watching on the markets is if that inflation number starts to come down, are, are people going to breathe a big sigh of relief? Is the Fed going to back off a little bit? And this is Victoria Hernandez, and she's on CNBC. She thinks the Fed is just going to keep on keeping on. I actually don't think that the Fed's going to look at this and say, okay, great, we can take our foot off the gas. We can slow down a little bit here. There is a lot of data left before the next meeting. The next CPI um, number, I think, is actually going to be even more important because it's going to tell us, are we actually going to start establishing a trend? Or was this just more of a one-off and we're starting to level off and we're going to stay right around where we are? Okay, so I think she brings up a pretty good point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's reasonable there. But, you know, Sam, the whole thing about inflation, what have you guys been putting into retirement plans? Because when you and I started doing this show, we were like 2%. Now Two, we're at 8.5. Yeah. Right, exactly. So here's one thing to keep in mind all the time. And people come in and they say, hey, you know what? I've done the math. I kind of feel like I need, if I had an extra $2,500 a month, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Right? So here's a couple of things. Social Security has COLA adjustment. Right. Right? Inflation is higher. CPI is higher. Cost of living is higher. So this year, the adjustment for Social Security has been close to about 8%. Mm -hmm. So that's good. We're getting a pay raise. Mm -hmm. And so why is that? Well, because things cost more and more and more. So when people come in, we always say, hey, look, two things you got to really sort of the silent things that we sort of don't pay attention to. One is inflation. Two is taxes. And when we do our 365 retirement plan, we always have been putting in about 3%. Until recently, we've actually adjusted that to closer to 4%, depending on the outcome of the discussion that we have with the clients. But, you know, I like to think, Randy, that either 9.1 or 8.5, even though they're really high, mm -hmm. it's going to be temporary. Right. The flip side of that is inflation. We hear these numbers. We know that when we are buying things, gas, groceries, whatever it may be, is more expensive. I was actually, it was really eye-opening. I had a conversation with a friend who's actually a builder and a client, and we're talking about, you know, price of lumber. Because mm -hmm. I asked him, I says, you know, what's, a, what's the average price per square foot because I'm thinking of doing an addition. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, here's the problem. Things get really sticky at the top. When a sheet of plywood used to be, what, $30, now it's $130. Even if inflation comes down, 
costs come down for the distributor, the ultimate person that's buying that piece of plywood from the store, the store, because they were getting 130, even though that might cost them less to buy that piece of plywood, they might keep it at that $130. Right, right. So, you know, the reality is that I think it's, it's important, especially with what's going on right now, we just sort of be prepared, right? And embrace things are costing more and sort of what to do with it. But getting back to your question, what is the rate that we're using when we build plans? It's a little bit higher than we have used in the past, which is 3%, but it's always important to put some inflation number in there so you can be prepared for increasing income as time goes on. If you figured inflation at 4% and then all of a sudden it went up to 6%, is that enough to wreck a retirement plan to say, oh my gosh, now you're going to run out of money because it ticked up 2%? Well, I wouldn't wreck it because, you know, your life isn't going to be just one month or one year, Mm -hmm. but it's important to have a plan so you can adjust for it. You know, when somebody comes in for a review and they say, hey, look, you know, we thought we were going to be okay getting by with Mm $2,500. We actually did the math last couple of months because our bank accounts been going down. We're like, why is our bank account going down? Well, because our income isn't keeping up with what we're spending. So we're dipping a little bit into the principal at the bank account, bank savings. So we can help clients now, hey, well, we need to adjust this. We need to adjust this bucket. Maybe it's the growth bucket. We need to peel off some of the money and put into the income bucket. It's important to have those discussions with your advisor, make adjustments as time goes on. And I think a lot of people, you know, they just kind of go by the seat of their pants and they mm-hmm. don't do that. So mm-hmm. that's that's the important takeaway there. When you're taking money out of a account that's going down, that is a, a difficult thing in, in retirement. We want to make sure that our, our accounts are building income for us. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit later on today. Well, we talk about the market going down for about six months this year, and it certainly did. And there's an interesting column that's in Market Watch, and it's kind of the, you know, advice column. And, and the people write in with their problems, and the guy writes back with some advice. And this one is actually about a financial advisor. The guy tells a story about how he's been with this guy for 10 years with a national firm. He feels the fees are appropriate. He's got a lot of stocks. And uh, he says, generally, we uh, do about the same as the S&P. Some years we beat it a little bit. Other years we don't. But this is what I want to key in on. He says, I've watched my accounts go down by 22% this year and wipe out all my gains from last year. And his response has been, well, we're doing better than the broader index. (laughs) So he goes, okay, but I want to make some adjustments here and I'm not getting any response. Should I question this or should I simply keep feeding the beast? He says, I am going to retire in five years. What do you get from that, Sam? Well, you know, a couple of things. One, it goes against conventional thinking, right? You, you, You will always want to buy low, sell high. And these are testy times, so mm-hmm. we get nervous. You know, Brian and John, my two business partners, they build these great growth portfolios that is customized for the for the client. It right now presents some buying opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know they're having discussions with clients that we mutually help and they might be talking to me less right now because a good portion of their money might be already protected. Okay. But some of the money's that are earmarked for growth, clearly it's gone down, but it's an opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having something or having a plan that's really designed for, as I get closer to retirement, what are the things I need to do? What are the things I need to cover? Versus maybe this person that's writing in, that's working with somebody from a national firm, maybe they're just 
really so honed in on the growth number. It's an accumulation play. Uh-huh. They have a relationship with somebody that's been judged by the consumer, by this client, has always been, well, you know, you're, you're doing great because you made me double digits or you made me 12% or 15% or 20%. Mm-hmm. Now the, his account's down 22%. Maybe, you know, the strategies that this person is using is not really just fit to help this person that's close to retirement. He's with him five years. He really needs to maybe have an emphasis on protection mm-hmm. and income versus just simply growth, growth, and growth. Uh, the other part Does of it is- that make some sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But the other part is, is I'm losing money. I want to make an adjustment, but this guy seems to be kind of set in his ways with this whole basket of stocks strategy here and, and is kind of in a set it and forget it kind of a mode. And, and that's not what you want from your financial advisor. Yeah, you really can't do that anymore, set it and forget it. You know, those actually a phrase that Rich and I used 10, 15 years ago because- Times were different then. Mm-hmm. You know, times are very volatile right now. You really need to be able to move with the and be flexible and, and move with the ebbs and the flows. And it's really important. I think the strategies behind what you use with planning changes over time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 30 or 40, yeah, if you've got a basket of stuff and it's gone down, you know, time will heal all wounds, mm-hmm. right? It, you just give it time, it'll come back. But if you're five years away from retirement, well, what if it doesn't come back in time? And now you need to start taking income out from a second ship. That that in itself, just like you said, it's a recipe for disaster. So we need just really need to be aware of where you are in your in your planning stages. And if you're closer to retirement, I think three things that really people need to pay attention to in, in every plan. One obviously is growth, protection, and income. But as you get closer to retirement, maybe the shift is from growth to mm-hmm. income and protection. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really depends on where you are in your retirement journey. Well, I think that's what the 365 retirement plan is all about, is having active management of your money. Somebody's watching over this so that you can go into retirement and have an exciting retirement, but have a boring plan that is just feeding you money so you can do yeah. the things you want to do. Right. That's what it's all about. And the other part of, of, of having a plan, Sam, is that if something does happen along the way, as it will over 20, 25 years, I've got somebody to talk to and say, hey, where are we going with Precisely. this? Precisely. I mean, things are not always going to be hunky-dory, rosy. Mm-hmm. They're going to be great times and they're going to be difficult times. And it's not, if we're experiencing a very volatile and difficult time right now, it's not the last one. It's going to happen again in the future. Yeah. So building a relationship with somebody that's going to have, you know, regular reviews with your situation uh, is really important. You know, I sort of, I look at my week, my week is half reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a 15 minute phone call. It could be a face to face. It could be a Zoom meeting. But if we're talking with our clients about what's going on, they might have some questions. I just had a conversation the other day. It was simple. It was about beneficiaries, you know? So having a relationship with an advisor, I think, is really important, especially as you get into retirement. It is important to have somebody to talk to about your money, about your finances. When you're in retirement, I'd love to be able to say, I've got somebody watching over that for me. I think that's what you want as well. And that's why we build the 365 retirement plan and build the relationships that you have somebody to talk to and adjust your money as the economy does what it does and the markets do what it does. So give us a call or go to our website. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, this is where the power of planning really starts to kick in. 
You start to see the real benefits of income planning and tax planning and legacy planning and uh, social security planning. All of this starts to really benefit you at that number. So give us a call, 617-440-9365, 617-440-9365, or our website is 365retirement.com. We'll be right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. That's exactly what it sounds. You're listening to us on the radio right now. We thank you very much. And if you want to hear more, we have a podcast. You just look us up on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and look up the 365 Retirement Radio Show, and it's right there for you. All right, Sam, I've got an article in front of me that talks about financial advisors and financial professionals, and it says, a new survey says, four out of five have changed their approach to retirement planning in the last year. So I wanted to ask you about that. I would imagine some things remain the same, but as we talk about adjustments, what adjustments have you guys made over the last year or so? I think it's a discussion between the client and us in terms of what they're concerned about as then we make some adjustments. I mean, I think if you think about it, in every plan, and a lot of times people don't have plans, right? They just have a bunch of accounts and it's Mm -hmm. not a plan. So you can't just simply keep your fingers crossed and and hope everything's going to be okay. Having a plan means we address these three things. And I think in every good retirement plan, you should be addressing protection, Mm -hmm. income, Mm -hmm. and, of course, growth. Gotcha. So, I mean, visually, and we've talked a little bit about financial pyramids, right? So we can think of a house. You know, the roof we know is up top, Mm -hmm. and we know the foundation and the basement's on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So if you think of a financial pyramid, the foundation is probably the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? And then as we go up, it, I don't want to say it's, it's not important, but maybe it's less important. Right. So the bottom, the foundation is the most important. And maybe for, for the accumulation years, growth was on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, today, if we're making some adjustments, and I wouldn't say status quo, everybody's the same, as you get closer to retirement, that base, that foundation may have changed now from growth to maybe more important is to you is, well, where am I going to get my paycheck from? Because mm-hmm. it's stopping six months from now. How am I going to replicate that income? So instead of growth, now the important thing for you might be income or might be protection because you've lost some money. Do we keep everything the same forever? No, that's that's obviously nonsense. That's that's not real life. Things change and you have to adapt to those changes. So one of the things it says here in the article that goes along exactly what you're saying here, Sam, is a third of the financial professionals said they are more likely to recommend an annuity and go more toward income right now because bonds have not been getting the job done. And so they've been moving to other places in order to develop that income. So kind of exactly what you're talking about there. Exactly. I think people are concerned about, well, it's been great. You know, last 10 years, I've I've really enjoyed a lot of nice gains, but I've lost a fair amount of it in recent years. So, okay, I'm retiring a year. I'm making $180,000 a year. When I stop working, I'm going to, between me and my wife, we might have $50,000 coming in from Social Security. 
But we need more than that. So where's that going to come from? Mm-hmm. We're having discussions with clients about CD rates that are going up. You know, you look at the national CD rate today, it's inching up to 3%, where in the last five years, they've been closer to about half a percent. So there's a there's other ways of creating income, and there's not the right answer that's for everybody. Every person's situation needs to be looked at, and the solution is customized for that person in particular. Would you say that that might be the number one question people want to know when they walk through the door? They say, okay, I've saved a million and a half in a, in a 401k here, and maybe they've uh, got a property that gives them a certain amount of money or something like that. What does this mean to me as a paycheck in retirement? How am I going to get paid? I know how I get paid now. How am I going to get paid in retirement? Not every person says it that way, but you know, I've heard, I've been doing this for 30 years. And if I ask somebody, hey, Randy, thanks for coming in. What are you worried about? There are so many different answers. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do I have enough? Did I do a good enough job? I, I thought I always had, needed to have a million dollars. I have 800,000. Is that going to take me through? Mm-hmm. Is my investments in the right place? I mean, they ask so many questions in so many different ways, but it all comes back down to, is my money going to last me in my lifetime? Right. Right. It's really that simple. So having a, again, going back to, how important is it for you to think about income when you're 40 years old? Well, as long as you got a job and you're doing a good job and hopefully you get raises, it's not that important because you got a steady paycheck coming in. When you retire, back in the day, you know, it was probably less of a thought because most people had a pension and Social Security, and that's two sources of guaranteed income for the rest of their lives. So if they needed a little bit more, hopefully they did a good job saving. Well, today... Is very different. Mm-hmm. Most people have just one guaranteed source of income, which is Social Security. I'd say, you know, 9.9 out of 10 people that we meet, that's not enough. So we need to figure out where we're going to replace that income that you're going to be losing when the paycheck stops. And again, every person could be different. I mean, maybe you have a good amount of money. I, I talked with a person the other day and said, you know, my strategy is pretty simple. I got $4 million. Interest rates were, you know, disgusting, but recently they're like 2.83%. And I need a hundred grand a year. So if I just took $4 million and plucked it into a six, uh, a one year CD, that's 120,000 bucks. I mean, that's a temporary solution. Probably wouldn't do that forever, mm-hmm. but the focus is now on creating income. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. We talk about the three most important things we want to know about. Protection. I want to protect my money, but yet I want to grow my money. How does that balance? It seems like those two are kind of contradictory to each other. And then, of course, income. How does it all work? Well, you can find out by taking us up on our complimentary 365 retirement plan. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, that's where you're going to see the benefits of planning really start to kick in. Give us a call. Give us a look on the website, 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. Well, part of a good retirement plan, we talk about tax planning. That's an important element. But we also talk about legacy planning. Where does this money go if I'm not here anymore? And one of the things in this article that I'm looking at right here, it says, have you had the talk with your kids? And I go, ooh, that's <laughs> that said shivers up my spine of, of teenage years with my kids. But what they're actually talking about here is, have you talked to your kids about their inheritance? You might have put together a will. You might have put together a trust. Now, have you shared that information with your kids? In this survey, it says 20% of parents have done that. That means 80% have not. Sam, what is the, what is the, the hesitation here about bringing your kids in to the legacy planning? 
You know, as you as you're talking about that, literally, I have this grin on my face because, you know, that old saying, "Dentists don't floss, right? Cobblers don't have good shoes, right? Right? It's happening in our family, and and you know, it just happened over time. So, long and short of it is, we have a family home. I have a house on Cape Cod in Hyannis, and we have a family home my in-laws bought right next door to us. And we've really had the pleasure of in the last 20 years, you know, going there together, summers, kids, cousins. It's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law put that house in trust for the benefit of his five children, of which one of them is my wife, and but never had the discussion with, with the kids. You know, this is what I want you to do when something happens. Mm-hmm. They all just thought, well, it's in trust, it's for our use. Well, my mother-in-law is now in a nursing home and she needs more money. It's going out faster than it's coming in. My brother-in-law is in the business. He's the trustee of the trust. And basically he said, listen, guys, it's time to sell the house. Mom needs the money. The house is in disrepair. It needs upkeep. It's costing money. She shouldn't be paying for it while everybody's enjoying it. Well, the realities of the five children, only two families really use it. And it's great. They should use it. But the other three families don't use it. We don't get any benefit from it. So long story short, now there's a little tension. You know, why do we have to sell it? I thought this was going to be here for us to enjoy. Well, Never had that discussion, mm-hmm. you know, never had that discussion. When things are great, this is for you guys to enjoy. But if we need money for mom's care, we're going to sell it and use that money to take care of her. That, that conversation never happened. So now people are surprised, you know. So is it important to have that conversation? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been going through that for the last year or so. And my wife actually said to me, hey, you know what? We need to make sure we get this taken care of. So our children doesn't have this problem yeah. in the future. Yeah. And I did. You know, our, our house is owned in trust, but my kids are adult, well, sort of adult children. They're 21 to 28, but we've never had that discussion. You know, we've never had the discussion. Well, what happens if I die? Mom might not want to keep this house, even though you guys have grown up here. Maybe it's time to, I mean, we've never had that discussion. So the important thing in what we've learned from this is just like this, article suggests you need to have that talk with your adult children. You're trying as a good parent to do planning so you make things easier on your kids if you are no longer here and spell everything out for them. But when you start into the legacy planning area, you probably should bring the kids in too and and have that conversation. And because you don't want surprises and you certainly don't want your kids fighting uh, if you leave this world. It's, It's a really hard thing to talk about, you know, death and when things go bad. Like, one of my very good friends, his mom just passed away, and it's only her and her brother. Her brother lives in, in the West Coast for the last five years. My friend has done everything for the mother, like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to drop this and come back. I'm going to, instead of working full-time, I'm going to go to part-time and take care of my mom. Well, she just recently passed, and, you know, it's a kind of a difficult discussion. Is it fair to split everything equally? Is it fair for my friend to get a little bit more because she didn't charge, made so many sacrifices in the last five years? You know, th- those things happen in real life. And it's really important to talk to your family, talk to your advisor, and really just have a plan as to, hey, when these things do come up and they do happen, what do we do about it? What was the parents' thought? That might not be a, a box that you have checked off in your life. And, and maybe you, you feel as if you got the money together and you haven't really talked about Social Security yet. And I don't know about taxes. And, boy, I didn't even really think about legacy planning. See, these are when you go through the 365 retirement plan, these are the boxes that we're going to check off along the way and get them all taken care of for you. Give us a call or give us a look on the website, 
888-900-9365 or 365retirement.com. We'll be right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Each week we sit down here and talk a little bit about what's going on out there on those financial networks and in the economy and all that. But really what's most important on this show is how we talk about how it affects you and what are you thinking and what are you worried about? And Sam, we're going to talk a little bit about the recession word here because a lot of people Ooh. have been worried about that one. And it's it's so funny to me because people say, okay, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? And then somebody says, well, what is a recession? So they go online and at Wikipedia, the people have been going in there saying, what's a recession, looking up that page, and then you can actually write stuff into Wikipedia, and it has been changed over 180 times Yikes. of what a recession is, so they shut down the page. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you can do that. So yeah. what do you mean you can change it? You can actually just... You can make additions to any kind of a Wikipedia page if you'd huh. like. Interesting. Yeah, you can okay. put it in there. So, But uh, people have been rewriting what a recession is, so... Sam, what do you say a recession is? I mean, listen, it depends on who you ask, right? If you, if you interview, quote unquote, experts, right. you know, 10 of them, five will say, yeah, we're in one. <laughs> five of them will probably say, no, you know, the glass is still half full. We're not in one. Right. So, I mean, some define recession as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Mm -hmm. So if you look at 2022, first quarter is down 1.6%. Second quarter is down slightly 0.9%. So we've so had it. We've, got we've had it. Yeah. You know, but then yeah. others would say we haven't. So, I mean, it depends on the day. It depends who you ask. I think it's important to think about, I don't care if you say we are in one or we're not in one. It's important to brace yourself if, we, in fact, we, we are in one. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're in one right now, if we're going to be in one six months from now, there are certain steps that you can take now to prepare in the event we are in a recession. One is really just paying down some debt, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you bulk up your emergency fund is, is good. Um, reducing expenses. I mean, there's been so many times that I've asked people, hey, you know, what do you spend a month? Uh, it's like a trick question, right? <laughs> I don't know. You should have an idea. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're looking at, like I signed up for this app, it's called True Bill. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm actually ashamed to say, I have probably three Netflix accounts, two Hulu accounts. <laughs> I mean, you know, my kids got an Amazon account. I didn't realize that. We, I mean, <laughs> there's so many things that you have on there that are duplicates that you can cut mm -hmm. cut away. And you know, it's $30 here, it's $40 there, but if you add it up, it could be 500 bucks. Sure. I was taking my son off of a... Our cell phone plan, and, and the woman was talking to me, well, you know, you use this many minutes, and you're paying for four times more, and my phone bill got cut probably by 20%. Awesome. Awesome, right? So there are certain things that you can do to reduce expenses, which really help the overall picture if, in fact, we go into recession. And, you know, one thing also, just stay invested. You know, if you're investing for the long term, don't, don't get emotional. Don't mm -hmm. get antsy. Mm -hmm. Talk to your advisor. You know, there's a plan behind 
all this madness. And again, just going back to making sure you do have a plan and be prepared for not only good times, but not so good times. Yeah, I think it's interesting how, you know, the definition of recession, everybody thinks the market will be way down and, you know, we'd have high unemployment. Well, we don't have that right now, so no, it is don't. a little bit confusing. But, you know, if it walks like a duck, it sounds like a duck, it's usually a duck. It's so. usually a duck. Well, I think people people just get so nervous because the market has dropped something. Now it's come back a little bit. But, right. you know, what are some signs of recession is more than just the market. You mm -hmm. know, it's in real income, decline in employment, decline in industrial production, decline in wholesale and retail sales, and, of course, decline in real GDP. So there's a lot of things, a lot of factors. You got to really look at all of those things as one, not just separately. You know, we live in the best place to live in the world. So Absolutely. we'll get out of this. All know? right. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast with Sam Lang from Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. You can find us online at 365retirement.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you're hearing the show right now, you want to hear a little bit more. All our past shows are right there. And you can look them up as the 365 Retirement Radio Show. All right. So one of the things we like to talk about on the show is a 401k because so many of us have money in a 401k. And there is probably something in your 401k and you may be in it. It's called the target date fund. And in 2006, the financial industry invented this fund. So here was the deal. Uh, they put a year in back of it. You probably recognize that. And you say, okay, so I'm going to retire in 2025 or 2030. And so I'm going to put some money in there because this money is supposed to get less and less and less risky as I get toward my retirement date. There are currently 3.27 trillion dollars in, in these target date funds. This article that I'm looking at says the fatal flaw in retirement plans is the target date fund. They don't like huh. them because they said as your fund gets less risky, they go to bonds in order to do that. And right now, bonds are not the place to be. Sam, what's your take on the target date fund? You know, it's amazing. I mean, listen, I think I think to keep things simple, it's a good idea. But do you want to put all your money in one basket? Probably not. But how many times have I interviewed somebody that came in for the first meeting? They showed me what they have. And literally the entire 401k is in one target date fund. Wow. And you say, oh, you know, why? Well, you know, it's safe. Folks, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look back in 2008 and you had a target date fund that says you're going to retire in 2008, most target date funds in 2008 went down double digits, closer to 20%. Wow. You know, the, the S&P went down some 37%, so it didn't lose as much, but it still lost 20%. If you look at what's going on right now, you know, you can just Google any. I don't care what target date fund you Google. They're probably down for year to date. You know, so if you're retiring 2022 and you have a 2022 target date fund, you have less than what you had last year. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to understand that. Secondly, you know, talking about this article, this, was this article from the Financial Advisor magazine? Yes, it was. Yeah, I think I read the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people have always thought, well, you know, Let's, let's diversify half our money in, in stocks, and if stocks go up, great. But if stocks go down, bonds will pick everything up. It'll be fine. Well, one plus one is always two, Randy, right? Mm -hmm. Can't be two and a half, can't be three. It's very simple. When interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Always, always, always. When interest rates go down, bond prices go up. Always, always, always. What's happened with interest rates in the last six months? They've gone up They've a gone little up. bit, yeah. Uh, more than a little bit. Yeah. So so bond values have gone down. And mm -hmm. so if we're relying on having most of your money in something, quote, unquote, you know, conservative or safe, target day funds is really not the place to be. And, and that's not my opinion. That's sort of a known fact that just a lot of people 
they look beyond that or they don't understand it. Having a relationship with advisors, my partners, John and Ryan, do a really good job not to say, hey, look, you know, let's, let's buy these two things. They customize your portfolio for your particular need. That's what's important. So, Sam, you've said this many times that the many of the people that come to you have been very good savers. They, they've saved a lot of money and they're they're willing now to sit down and say, OK, how's this all going to work for me? You know, years ago, when the pension started going away, they invented this thing called the 401k. And we mm-hmm. said, oh, this is great. I get to put my money where I want to. And I, I'm more in control of my money. But then here we are now. Uh, we're going to use this thing. And it doesn't give us a check like a pension did. And then they, they came up with the, the target date funds. They said, okay, we know that you need to be less risky as you get to retirement. So we're going to do that for you. And they put this fund together. And now we find out there's some warts in this thing. So I think it's more important now than ever as a baby boomer with all of these things that they told us to put money in. And we did because we were responsible. And now we got to figure out how they work best for us because it's not an automatic thing like a pension. No, it really isn't. And that's the problem. I think I think it's great that they created, you know, a toolbox mm-hmm. with many different tools. But, you know, it's pretty hard to put a nail in the wall by using a screwdriver. Right. right? I mean, it's a tool, but it's a long tool. You need a hammer. Right. So the important thing is having, again, if, if this is not your thing, it's not your cup of tea, it's not what you enjoy doing or you have some, you're nervous about what's the current situation in your particular situation – have a relationship with an advisor. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't really stress enough how important that is. And, you know, talk it through. Have a plan. Have a strategy going forward, not only for today, tomorrow, but if you're retiring, yeah, you'll need that strategy for the next 20, 30 years. Right. So it's a long time, you know. So – I, I just want to give credit. If you people are listening to us right now, my guess is you've been a good saver because you're interested in retirement. You want to know if you've got all the boxes checked off. You want to know if you're missing something because you say to yourself, I've done my job. I've saved. I've saved a million dollars, a million and a half, two million dollars in this 401k. I've saved my money. Now, what do I do? And that's where we need a financial plan to put that money to work and give purpose to what you've done. We can do that for you. We call it the 365 retirement plan. If you say $500,000 or more for retirement, that is where you're going to really start to see the benefits of tax planning and income planning and social security planning and all the rest. Give us a call or give us a look on the website and let's have the meeting and let's find out what we can do for you to plan that retirement that you've always wanted. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. We talk about taxes and how we've got to check that box off as well. Our question for you on our next segment is, do you think you pay too much taxes? Well, of course you do. We're going to help you with that. Coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 and on your computer at 365retirement.com. 
Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam Lang is here with us today. And Sam, we've been talking about the uh, the main things that we need to check off, those boxes in retirement. We need protection, we need growth, we need income, and then we can certainly add to that tax planning. And our question is kind of a silly one today. Do you think you pay too much in taxes? <laughs> Well, of course you do. <laughs> Everybody. That does, is right? pretty silly. That's a oh, silly question. Who, who's ever said, no, I'm not paying enough. I want to pay more. I want to pay more. Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever says that. Well, it's interesting. Ed Slot is a guy who is, you know, nationally known as the IRA expert and helping you save money in taxes. We see him on PBS all the time. He was interviewed by the people at Motley Fool, and he said, if you're complaining about taxes, it's not the government's fault. It's your fault. Everybody complains about taxes, but it always comes down to this. Either you complain about it or do something about it. The more you plan, the more you keep. That means more money to enjoy for your retirement, more for your loved ones, and more of it tax-free. The more you plan, the more you keep. Stop complaining. Do something about it, right? (laughs) It's kind of like my buddy the other day. We're playing golf, and he's like, geez, you know, I put on like 10 pounds this summer. I can't stop having a good time. You know, on the weekends, I'm having going on the boat and drinking some beers. And I'm like, buddy, you you are the (laughs) nation's number one fast food junkie. I see you at... At uh, McDonald's, like four times a week. Stop eating McDonald's. You'll lose some weight just by doing that, you know? Stop complaining Stop, about it. Right? Oh, that's funny. Well, I think that most of us believe that taxes are just basically written in stone. We've got to do it the way Uncle Sam wants us to do it. Otherwise, they're going to put us in an orange jumpsuit and we're out of here. Uh, that's not necessarily the case, is it? Just like Ed Slot said, I mean, listen, taxes are the taxes. We have We have rates. We know what the brackets are. But there are certain things that you can do something about. I just talked to a person the other day. He's not a client. He's interviewing a bunch of different firms. And he said, listen, against what everybody's been telling me for the last couple of years, I've done some Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. I said, that's great. What do you mean? People are telling you not to? Because we encourage that, mm-hmm. especially, you know, if you look back at the onset of the pandemic, people were just, I mean, we didn't know what to, what to expect. Everybody thought it'd be over in a month or two months. Mm-hmm. Well, it's two years, three years, and it's probably going to be here forever. But in March and April of 2020, the market dipped big time. Mm-hmm. So some of our clients actually took opportunities to do Roth conversion. I, I did the same thing with, you know, not a bunch of money. It was about $100,000. I paid a little bit of taxes, but that 100000 was one thirty. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm able to grow that money back but in a tax-free climate, which is really important. And, and yeah, there's just a lot of things that you can do to minimize, make that pain a little less painful, but you have to do something about it. Well, we mentioned in the last segment that so many of us have money in 401ks. That's where they told us to save, so that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, a 401k doesn't end in a check, which is kind of a drawback as you go into retirement, so we need help there. But a, a 401k also, you know, they use the word tax time bomb. Uh, you know, we're happy when our, our balance goes up with the market, but so is Uncle Sam, because the more that balance goes up, the more taxes we have to pay in retirement. And That's exactly right. That's yeah. not working. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, back in the day, Day, and I, I remember my parents telling me this or teaching me, you know, you'll be in a low tax bracket when you retire. Mm-hmm. So in 1978, when the 401ks came about and people, you know, slugging away money, it was a great best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. You know, if I make $100,000 and I put 20000 into retirement, I only have to pay tax on $80,000 that year. It's great, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you're in a lower tax bracket 
then and you're in a much higher tax bracket now. So that $20,000 that you escaped paying taxes, now it's $100,000. And when you take it out, every penny is going to be taxable. Right. And Uncle Sam's behind that door, you know, with a big smile on his face. So there's not one thing that's perfect, Randy, as we always talk about, you know, asset allocation, diversification, diversification. You should have tax diversification too. Mm-hmm. My son's girlfriend just went to work for a new company and she sat with me the other day and she's like, can you help me? And, you know, we're just talking about saving early, how important it is. She's in her uh, late 20s. And I said to her, I said, you know, probably be a good idea to do half of your money in a Roth 401k and half of your money in a traditional 401k. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of, there's meaning and, and the sense and there's behind all that madness. There's a reason why you do that. So you can diversify your tax situation going forward. It is interesting that, you know, we tell everybody save, 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 save as much as you can for as long as you can, work as long as you can before you go into retirement. And then you save all this money and now you've got more income and the more income you have, the more taxes you pay. So they get us coming and going. So if you have some kind of a tax strategy and a purpose for your money, and I think, Sam, what we're talking about here is, you know, they talk about different buckets of money, pulling money from this bucket in order to limit your tax liability. Yeah. That takes a strategy. It does. It just doesn't happen by itself. It's just like us helping our clients create different buckets. You have an income bucket, you have a growth bucket. Well, we know when the growth bucket's down, don't touch it. That's why there's a reason to have an income bucket, Mm -hmm. just like a tax bucket, having money that's designed. Maybe this is the year you're halfway through. Here's an example. Let's say you retired this year. You've been making $200,000 a year, uh, but you only worked half a year this year. So now you stop. Maybe it's a good year to take a little bit of money out from your 401k because, quote unquote, you'll be in a low tax bracket simply because you're making a little bit less money. And maybe take and and harvest that money, right? Pay the taxes now because we all know, we have this discussion all the time with our clients and and on the radio, nobody likes to pay taxes, just like Ed Slot says. But if you look back in the history of our tax brackets, we're actually pretty low right now. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with our national debt at some, you know, close to $40 trillion, somebody's going to have to pay the toll. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a business... In order to make more money, well, what do you do? You either have, you know, larger revenues, you know, increase your revenues or lower expenses. When was the last time the United States government lowered expenses? Never. Never. (laughs) So the only way they can do it is increase revenue. And the only way a government in a country can increase revenue is what? Raise taxes. Mm -hmm. So we think, and and I'm I'm a firm believer, I'm 56 years old, 10 years from now when I'm 67 and I'm pulling money out of my 401k, I'll probably pull it out at a higher tax bracket. Mm -hmm. That's why I've diversified my taxes. I have Roths. um, I have other tools, instruments, products that's going to help my tax situation 10 years from now look that much better. So many lists that we'll do on this show, and it'll say, you know, how do you get ready for retirement? You pay down your debt, you save, 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 you max out your 401k, all these different things. Seldom on those lists does it say, you need to have a, a meeting about your taxes in retirement. But boy, that is absolutely an essential part of the 365 retirement plan. We are absolutely going to talk about growth and income and protection, but we're also going to talk about limiting your tax liability in your retirement years. I once looked at one of those pie charts, those colorful pie charts, mm. and the the title of it was, this is what a retiree spends in, on a monthly basis. This is, this is where their money goes. One third of that pie chart had something to do with taxes. Yep. 
So, I mean, it, it is a reality that we're all going to face when we're in our retirement years. Let's do something about it now before you retire. Let's put together that plan. 365retirement.com is our website or 617-440-9365. Sam, we've been talking a lot today about the importance of income in retirement, and there's a reason for that. I've got a study in front of me that says 49%, almost half of people that go into retirement have to limit their spending or pull back their spending in the first five years of their retirement. They didn't have a plan probably, and they have to cut back because they're spending more than what they should. That's a big number, Sam. That's a big number. That's, who wants to do that? Nobody. You work 35 years of your of your lifetime, you know, squirreling away money, and then come to find out you have to spend less. You mm-hmm. have to sort of decrease, you know, what you're doing. You have to, you, you dreamed of taking three vacations a year. Now you can only take one. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody wants that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't know where that study came from, but if that's accurate, it's not a good picture. No, it really um, isn't. And now what I want to get to here too is these are the people that did not experience that. The people that paid off their mortgage, the people that had a pension, the people that paid off their student loans and their cars and their credit cards, and the people who waited until 67 or their full retirement age to take Social Security. So that to me means somebody who's got a little bit of a plan. Precisely. Just like I was, in the last segment, we are talking about preparing for a recession, what you need to do, you know, mm-hmm. pay down debt. You know, it's important to go into retirement as squeaky clean as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know, don't increase that. You know, most people go into retirement, they downsize their house. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, people buy a larger home, but most people, 9 out of 10, will probably buy a small home. Same idea. You know, try to cut some expenses. And if you go into retirement knowing that you're going to be hopefully spending less and have less pressure on on creating an income stream, that that's good. But having an income stream, having a plan to create that income, that steady, reliable, predictable income is really important. Just like we talked about earlier about how in this study also says people that have a pension were not affected. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's really a big sort of big picture, having reliable and sustainable income. I say it over and over again. I don't want to sound like a broken record. But it's really important. It really is to take that money that you've saved all all your life and make it work for you as a paycheck in your retirement years is really job number one. You know what you get paid now. You get a check every two weeks. Do you know what you get paid in retirement? And if you don't know that number, we can help you with that. And you can give us a call or go to our website and we will build a 365 retirement plan for you. And Sam, People call you up and they say, okay, here's my situation. This is what I've done for retirement. And then you say, okay, come on in and let's put the papers down and see exactly what goes on. And then the process really begins. It's really an analysis of what they've done and what they want to do and then figuring out how to get it done. Precisely. You know, that very first contact is what we call the discovery stage. And and going back to having retirees, having an income shortfall, I, I so... I would say maybe in the last two years, three years, when we have that discovery meeting, I always ask, how important is it for you to leave something behind to your children? Mm -hmm. And I would say 80% of people say very important. You know, obviously we love our family. We'd like to leave them as much as possible. Lately, people have been telling me, yeah, I love my kids. If there's something left over, great, but I'm not going to sacrifice. I know things are hard. I don't want to do less. I want to do more. I want I want to spend this money. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this money for me. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have that attitude, you can't just go into retirement, even if you have a healthy balance in your savings, your portfolio, 401k, 
You can't just go into retirement with your fingers crossed and not have a plan to say, hey, look, if I need $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, where is that coming from? You know, how, how am I going to get taxed? What's left over in my pocket after inflation? So all of those things are really important. And again, having a plan is precisely what you need. And when we talk about this, and I know sometimes you say, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But think about your life. I mean, if you're somebody who's good with their, your hands and you build something and you're going to you sit down and you sketch it out on paper and you do some measurements and you do a little planning ahead of time to make sure that project comes out right. If you're going to go on a trip, you go as, as a dad, you go and you change the oil in the car and you gas up the car and you get everything ready to go. You make some preparations before you go on that trip. You are going on a 25, 30-year trip called retirement. Are you going to make some preparations? We would love to help you with that and just talk through some of the details. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, you've done your work. You've saved that money. Now let's put purpose to it. Let's put some planning with it. Let's make sure we check off all the boxes with taxes and long-term care and uh, all the different things with taxes and income that we talk about here on the show. Let's have that meeting. We do it for you at no charge. Give us a call at 617 440 9365 617-440-9365 or you can use our website it's really easy 365retirement.com and as you scroll down a window will open up says would you like to talk about your finances if you click on that you can do everything right there you can actually pick a date on a calendar and say let's get together wednesday afternoon at three o'clock that's my time and we'll do that 365retirement.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning events and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed can be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Marston or Sam Lang are licensed in your state. Please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts license number 1783398.